Hi, I'm Teal. Yep, like the color. I live in Hollywood, the place where dreams supposedly happen, and I'm an actress. You probably noticed I use a wheelchair, but I never let my disability define me. Not everyone sees the world from my perspective, though, and that keeps things interesting. This is my Gimpy Life. Hey guys, it's Kenny, and it's time for a Mike and Be Live companion cast. This is actually an extra special crew member companion cast. I sat down with several crew members while we were on set of season two of Mike and Be Live, and just kind of got their little backgrounds on what they do and and how they are an intricate part of the crew to Mike and Be Live. Let's go ahead and kick back and take a listen to some of these great people who made one of our favorite web series come to life. Hey guys, I'm live on the set of Mike and Be Live Season 2, and joining me is Kristen Pellick. Yep. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kenny. I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> so you, now is your official title like assistant wardrobe? For this, it's assistant costume designer slash set costumer. Okay. So I helped a little bit with deciding the costumes, but then I'm also on set running around making sure everything's set. Okay. And what does that entail? Well, usually I get to set, and then I have to get all the wardrobe ready for the day, which means each scene, getting every character's wardrobe completely ready with jewelry and shoes, steaming out all the clothes, making sure if anything's ripped or anything Mm -hmm. sewn and everything. And then everyone gets dressed, and then I'm on set watching monitor, making sure nothing goes wrong. Um, Or I'm running in there with double stick tape and taping Taping something or lint rolling or... Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot to watch. It's, it's like, a lot of pre-work, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's not like you just come to the job and it's ready to go. You have to be here before all the actors. Yes. For everything is. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I'm um, just making sure continuity-wise, like, if we shot the scene a week ago, it's still the same. It looks the same. Nothing's And that's your changed. responsibility to make yep. sure that, because mm-hmm. obviously we don't shoot in order. Right. So, like, with this scene, with this series, we shot with Russell Daly. One. One, mm-hmm. we shot something that happens at the very end. Mm-hmm. But now he's shooting his second one five days later. Exactly. So you got to make and sure And that's funny because yesterday looks... I was just asking him, like, okay, don't forget to bring your socks and your hat back in. But he's wearing two different socks in an episode. Uh, so I was like, and he said, what yeah. socks are they? So I'm looking at my references and I'm like, okay, it's a striped sock and an argyle sock. And that one's on your left foot and this one's on your right foot. So... It's um yeah. It's so you just got to be really detail oriented exactly. for this job. Yep. As we as we um dress the characters, we're writing in our continuity book, which becomes our Bible, and we're writing down notes exactly how things should be. If if there's a button undone, and you know this I mean, yeah, pant leg is up, to, like really detailed detail. Right. I'm now just you, finishing the book today. You don't actually. mess with hair. No. You do everything else. No, but they're actually for Teal's costume when she's in the David Bowie type look. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to rig some of the feathers into her hair because it won't stand up otherwise. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely dealing with Jen and dealing with making sure the hair looks okay, but then we can use the hair to hold on to our costume <laughs> and keep it upright. Yeah, so you work in conjunction with makeup, but you don't really yeah. mess with. No, and people get that confused. They'll yeah. look at me and they're like, oh, her um, eyelashes coming off. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't help you with that. <laughs> Have you done tape. makeup before? No. So no, I can't you don't do my own think makeup. You can't even help no. that with that, yeah. I would love to learn, actually. I feel like all aspects of this 
you know, job and, and production and everything. Um, my boyfriend's a sound mixer, so oh, okay. I have done a little bit of sound stuff with him, which I think works out for my job because I'm always dealing with the sound guys and yeah. trying to figure out where the mic pack is going to go that's going to work and not show. And and so I actually, I was joking around with him, but I want to work on his feature as his intern and, yeah. and help to mic people because yeah. it would come it's in handy. It's important for you. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to make sure the clothes not only are on right and the proper, but you have to make sure they look good. Right. You don't want Teal to look like she has extra rolls right. of, you know. A big growth on the side. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you have to really make sure. Right. Now, do you work with sound person and tell them? Yeah, know, that doesn't look good on screen. You need and to that's, move it. Yeah, and I, I think like people who have been in the industry for a while, they understand that our two departments yeah. do work really well. And you'll find people that don't. They they like, look at you like you're crazy when you go over them and ask you ask them to change where the positioning is and everything. But yeah. you, you, everyone has to work together. Yeah. In order for it to look okay. And yeah. Um, but a lot of times, you know, you just you, you learn as you go, and you think that a, a mic is going to show when you're dressing them, and you realize on monitor you can't even see it. So yeah. it's just kind of like experience too. Yeah. So you stand there as you're shooting, watching the monitor to make sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now uh, I know you worked on my Gimpy Live. You mm-hmm. worked on season one. Mm-hmm. And you worked on the Guild yes. as well. What else have you been doing? Um, other than all that, I work for a company called Awesomeness TV, okay. which Carlos Knight actually works with okay. too. Um, so that's a lot of um, kind of skit shows very quick you know few minute shows it's a lot of fun it's very silly a lot of nickelodeon disney stars um kids that i work with so that's a lot of time i'm the costume designer on that because there's such a small project i have to buy just a few outfits so Mm -hmm. it's pretty simple Mm -hmm. but um i did a big feature with them last month called terry the tomboy and that's going to be coming out probably christmas or maybe even summer but that's awesome yeah so that's a great company i've been working for too yeah now do you, do you take any kind of schooling or did you just kind of intern and learn um on the funny job? enough i went to school for fashion merchandising okay. at university of rhode island and i'm from the boston area so i i went and worked for fashion designers in Boston and was getting kind of bored with that industry. Working in a store wasn't mm-hmm. for me. And then from there, I talked to people and everyone said, why don't you get into costume and, and film? And I said, oh, I had no idea what that even is because yeah. it's not big where I'm from. Yeah. So um, I just kind of decided to make a move out here. And I don't know anybody out here. So a few years ago, I just packed and I drove cross country with my dad. And then I've been here for a few years. Wow. And I worked my way just to talking to people and going out to grab a cup of coffee with someone they don't even know that just is in the industry and um, worked my way, you know, starting as a PA. Then I did some art department, which actually last season on Gimby Life, I was art department. That's right. Um, Yep. So um, just by meeting people and working for for free sometimes and stuff and just really trying hard, um, you can get to where you want to be, I think, in That's really industry. awesome. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, you don't so. have to work hard, and it's, it's, it's really who you know. Yeah, and you, you know. gain a lot of your experience on set. I mean, I know you can go to school for things, and you yeah. know you should, definitely, but um, I found for this, like, I've learned all about film through working yeah, definitely. on the set. Definitely. Cool. So if people want to follow you, do you have a Twitter account? Um, Twitter, Facebook? I do. It's uh, My Twitter is Respect. It's R-I-S-S-P-E-C-T. Okay. But I'm not on that a ton. I, I'm like an Instagrammer. Okay. So my so Instagram name is Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, Riss, R-I-S-S. Okay. And that makes Kristen sense since you're a wardrobe person. Yes. You're going to want to put <laughs> your pictures. Yeah, putting your pictures up. and, yeah, talking about what I'm doing. Very cool. So. I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with oh, me. Of course. Thank you. Joining me is Michelle Chowdhury. Yeah. 
<laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thanks you so much. It's an honor. Uh, she is the, an incredible, what were you, craft service, caterer? I mean, you kind of... No catering, okay. just craft services. I run a snack bar. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as you heard from previous interviews of cast members and crew members, everyone has been complimenting her on, uh, or just craft service in general. So I wanted to grab her for the podcast to, to give you an insight of what it takes to do an incredible craft service. So just... Take us through. First of all, let's tell people about yourself. Have okay. you, you know, what have you done in the past? You know, I, I started in the industry as an 18-year-old makeup artist. I got um, somebody in the industry. I don't even know who it was to invite me on set on a on a show called Grace Under Fire when I was 18. Oh, I'm, I remember. I'm that. dating myself so oh, much. Unfortunately, I saw that. <laughs> I mean, I remember watching that. As After having people having the leads, you know, throw brushes at me, and she was pretty abusive. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Peace out. I'll finish college. Um, I, I decided to do another career in, in religion, and after that, I decided um, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I, I attended beauty school, mm-hmm. and uh, I worked with L.A. film school students and started doing makeup again. And that just led to so many jobs, and one in particular, uh, they didn't need me, but they asked, hey, does anyone know about craft services? Is anyone un-? – and that time – I had just finished working for MySpace, okay, and uh, I had been a producer and director for a lot of their online contacts, similar to Funny or Die. Yeah. They were really trying to push that. And so I was really uh, heavily involved in production. Um, I was a production designer for two features, and so I've been kind of spreading myself around. You've been around. Kind of all over. Yeah, but great. You know, when people recognize that you just are passionate about this industry, they're going to pick you up. And so it's been such a blessing, you know, to be in the last uh, four years, just, you know, day to day going, wow. So craft services happened and uh, they couldn't find anybody. I said, is this paid? Yeah. They're like, no, you don't want to know how much it is. (laughs) And I said, you know what? I'm not doing anything. Why not? Yeah. So they gave me a hundred dollar budget a day shopping. For about 65 people. Oh, my gosh. That was my first job. Wow. And I worked about 16 hours a day, plus, plus, and every time was a second meal, which means we go over the 12 hours. Yeah. Um, I rocked it. It almost killed me, but I rocked it. But from that moment on, I never stopped working. It was, it's just crazy how yeah. that works. Just one, one opportunity, just even a 15-minute window of talking to somebody can change your life. Oh, yeah. And so, but you put all the effort into it. You, just didn't, you didn't half-ass it. No, I that's didn't. Why you, that's why you were remembered and you were, that's why you're so in demand. I think craft services is um, now about being a utility person, being kind of a cheerleader, mm-hmm. and being a place for to create an environment that um, creates harmon- harmony on the set. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I, you're like the morale officer. Yeah. You, make, you keep people's spirits up. You do. Well, you know, craft services started a long time ago before there was electricity. And, um, and what we would do uh, while the vehicles were being towed by horses, you know, everything was horses, mm-hmm. craft services were, was born out of a need to scoop up uh, horse fecal matter, mm-hmm. and that's uh, some. At some point, somebody said, "You know, uh, today, you know, it's a long day. Back then, we didn't have any snacks. It was six hours until sometimes ten hours until we ate." Yeah. And so, somebody on one set, we don't know who, brought food for the crew, 
and laid it all out there. And from that point on, that guy got work, work, work. And it happened. And so they're like, hey, we should do that. We should do that. And all of a sudden, it became like a snacky thing. So it became elaborate, more elaborate, more budget, more this and that. And it was, it's crazy how much money I spent on my other show. Um, For instance, uh, there's a show, a little show called uh, Big Bang Theory. Just, and a thing. just a little one. And uh, the budget for that on Thursdays, Thursdays alone, is $10,000 on the day. That's Can you imagine what that looks like? So we made a huge jump from scooping up things, yeah. cleaning up things, getting all the trash, to eventually what we have, craft services now, which is a lot of food floating yeah. around. Yeah, We clean up money. We do, we do uh, the layout board. Craft service is really interesting to me because there's no value on camera yeah Yeah. there's no value on camera somebody can't say oh man that guy nailed it yeah they you know everybody else says pat 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 he nailed it because the makeup was good the dp was good the lighting was good blah 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 the director was good but let me tell you no one talks about that guy was able to do a stellar scene because i fed him a sandwich yep okay true what is the value in that and when you think about it you're like wow what I do is so, so potentially fantastic or, or it'll ruin a production. Yep. Because the people who are working on set, they need that. They need the calories. They need, you know, something to stop the nervous eating. Mm-hmm. That's going to play in whether or not they do their job well yep. or not. No, you're right. <laughs> and so it's, it's a very uh, thankless job. Yeah, it is a thing. I mean, a thankless job yeah. in a sense. I mean, like, to, like, like I said, on set, yeah. everyone's been praising. I don't know if they've been praising it to you. Yeah, they've been but so sweet. They've been praising it to me left and right in all the interviews. Like, oh my God, on um, this low budget, I've mm-hmm. never seen a craft service done this way. This, this is, a, is a $4.5 million setup. Yeah. 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 So, what you're getting on what, uh, whatever this um, budget is, I have no idea. But I come to play. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm seriously in it to win it. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, half ass it. This is actually me half-assing it. Yeah. And when... Which is crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine it being any more elaborate. No, what would be elaborate is every three hours changing out the food. Mm. And that's what I do on another set. And that's... It's crazy fun. Yeah. Now, so craft service to me is just a, a fascinating thing because I became a producer uh, after my daughter was born and for MySpace. And I just knew... I could buy so much loyalty, so much loyalty if I could just custom, you know, feed them well for yeah. lunch. And then what I always did, because we were right down the street of Sprinkles. Mm-hmm. Sprinkles Cupcakes is my favorite. Always has been. <laughs> and I had an app. And I would custom order a cupcake for them wow. every single day. Wow. It's pretty intense. Yeah. So I worked with Sean uh, probably in January. or I can't remember. You know, we do so many things that yeah. time passes so quickly. Yeah. And we wake, we wake up and we're like, whoa, yeah. that was a year ago? That's crazy. <laughs> Sean was so much fun on our last show. Yeah. And we just had a fun time. And, you know, I actually didn't have the gear that I had that I do now. Mm-hmm. And they were just blown away. I'm like, this is, yeah, this you know, this, this, is, this, is this is what I do. But at the same time, <laughs> I felt like, man, I could do so much more yeah. for you guys. And what I like to do on crafts uh, on sets is I like to decorate the table. We could decorate the whole yeah. public area, the the um, you know public areas of uh, the table areas and the craft service. I just want to 
yeah. just decorate it all. all out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's part of being the morale person. Yeah. I'm you know, I was a cheerleader in high school, so I kind well, of feel the tell. problem. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely continue that now. When people outside the industry ask me, Oh, Michelle, what do you do? And, and I live in Bakersfield, which is quite a bit farther. Oh yeah, I live you know, up in Emerald Valley. Oh, so. there you go. Yeah. So you and I both know, I lived in um, Valencia. I stay in Valencia when I'm down okay. here. But uh, people in Bakersfield have no idea what I do. Yeah. And they go, what? Michelle, what do you do? And I go, well, I work in, in the industry, in the film industry, and I do TV and commercials and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I said, okay, so what do you do? <laughs> I said, well, I do something called craft services. Cricket, cricket, yeah. cricket, cricket. <laughs> Yeah. And I go, basically, I run a snack bar. And they're like, oh, what? Yeah, that's nice. What? Yeah. What's that? You know, and and I just feel like um, I think it's just such a – it is not a thankless position because you get these people like Sean and, and Teal, Teal times two, yeah. <laughs> who are just phenomenal and they deserve it. To me, these guys have worked so hard. Yeah. You worked so hard, Kenny, to yeah. just put this up and, and – Everybody is so nice to put this together and, and sacrificing their family and time and yeah. free time and all for the love of, of this project. This project. Yeah. That's Why wouldn't I get excited about that? That's true. Why wouldn't I? It's true. And, like, and you see Teal and we see you know all these people who have just put on so much effort and I feel like, man, these guys deserve every bit that I have. Yeah. I absolutely, absolutely and, and believe you give that. Every bit you have, because, like I said, I mean, I can't yeah. stop praising oh. how incredible everything is, and yeah. you know, it's definitely, you know, because that was, I mean, I worked with Felicia Day on the Guild, mm-hmm. and that was her key thing. She's like, we're low budget, but I can feed everybody. Yeah, I can give them snacks. I can, yes, that, so that absolutely. Was, that was like her number one priority was making sure crafts oh, was great. <laughs> you know, and that's like your philosophy. It was my you philosophy. Know, no matter what the budget is, you can do the best you can with what you're given. Absolutely. And make everyone happy. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even go. I've gone over budget once, and it was for $109, and I didn't even know I went over yeah. budget. But um, people are astonished at what I can do on whatever money I get. Yeah. But that takes a lot more effort yeah. than most people are willing to go out. For instance, I always wake up at um, when I have a 7 o'clock call and I have to provide breakfast. I'm up at 4. Yeah. I go to bed at 12 when I'm on a project. Yeah. It's, it's pretty intense. No one – I mean, I'm not like grips or I'm like electric. They arrive on set at 7. Yeah. They don't have to do what I have to do after hours. Yeah. They don't. Well, you got yeah, you got a lot of prep work. I have a you lot of prep work. Prep work, and then you got post work when it's all done. You got to do it again for the next day. And, and then ready. I don't have anybody to help me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, normally here. there are uh, craft service assistants. Yeah, Other usually than the PAs on set. Yes, but that's during shooting. That is correct. That's not pre work. That's absolutely right. So. There's just a lot of prep. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, you know, just you can be really good or you can be really bad. Yeah. And this whole gluten-free celiac um, uh, thing has been really difficult for a lot of craft services people. So thank goodness there are a lot of companies who provide snacks. But otherwise, they can't eat anything if it's low budget. Everything's full of sugar. Everything's yeah. for a little preservatives. It's cheap and you can it's get cheap. abundance of it. And but that's because they don't try. You're right. You know? You're right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You have uh, – in any industry, yeah. you're an editor. Yeah. If I had to do it all over again, I would be an editor. When I see a movie, mm-hmm. I go, did you see that editing? God, yeah. they did a fantastic job. They, did, they told the story yeah. so well, and it flowed so well, and you can feel that person yeah. really put an effort into it. Even though I can't see them yeah. in person and see what they did, 
but I see the result. Yeah. And so for me, when you see the table, you don't see all the work that it took yeah. me to get to that point. You don't see all the money yep. of gear, but you see the results. Yep. And to and me, that's really that's, all that that's really all that matters. Yeah, that's what makes people smile and happy. And absolutely, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. I appreciate you, Ken. Great, great uh, insight into craft servicing. <sighs> Hopefully, our listeners will. Uh, some of them will want to be craft servicers. Absolutely, it's a great. It's a fun gig. It's a great gig. Yeah, yeah. I'm a luxury. Yeah. You know, to most productions, I'm really a luxury. Yeah. Most productions don't have this this size budget. No yeah. way. But, you know, I have great friends, and I just want to play with them. Why not? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks, Kenny. All right. Hey, guys. I'm live on the set of Mike and Live Season 2, and joining me is Sandy Fleck. She is the script supervisor, correct? Is that the correct. correct title? That is my correct title. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So, first of all, I want to just tell our listeners, what does a script supervisor do? Script Supervisor is a crew job. It has nothing to do with creating the script or revising the script. Um, what we do is uh, we do have the script in front of us throughout the entirety of uh, whatever it is that we're shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, we take lots and lots of notes about every single second that is shot. Yeah. Um, all of the information that we gather that way is uh, primarily for the editor mm-hmm. so that they know where to find everything yeah. to put it together. We also act as a sort of a second set of eyes, a backup to all of the various departments mm-hmm. for continuity purposes. Yeah, you're like a continuity person too. So. Right, right. But we're not, it's not our, it's what we're most known to do, yeah. but it is uh, sort of the secondary part yeah. of our job, although it's also a primary part of our job. That's what you have smaller shoes, because normally they have continuity people. No, that's us. Really? That yes, well. that's okay. us. I never, I always thought there was a continuity person. No, it's the same person. job. No. So it's always, okay. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, they're both super crucial. Yeah, and in in fact, in uh, in England, um, very often your title is continuity as opposed okay. to script supervisor. Okay. Sort of depends. Um, and there are people here who would like us to be called continuity as opposed to script <laughs> supervisors. But no, I mean, just because I always see you with the script, I'm always, yes. you have your pad. I always see you writing stuff down. Yes, you're always telling the slate. Yes. Next. Yes. What's this? What's that? Yeah. And then I occasionally will hear you. No, no, no. <laughs> they have to come at a different. I mean, you really have to have like a director's eye. Yes, so yes. You're looking, you're, you're looking nothing but at the screen. Yes, we're looking at the screen and the script. Yeah. Um, it's in our face. Yeah. <laughs> it's in our right, ears. Yeah, literally <laughs> it's literally in my face. <laughs> um, we we generally sit next to or near the director. Mm-hmm. Um, we interact with all of the departments, especially the department heads. Mm-hmm. We work very closely with the camera department. Yeah. Um, the script supervisor um, essentially assigns the slate numbers, mm-hmm. um, which is based on the scene numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we keep track of just we just, we keep track of a, a lot of information. That's like I lot. said, that goes to the editor. We also keep track of information that goes to the production office, yeah. so that they know on a daily basis uh, how many pages of script we've shot, how many scenes we've shot. We also average. Um, how many? Um, how much screen time has been shot? We may shoot two or three hours of footage every yeah. day. That comes to three and a half minutes of screen time. Lucky, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's part of our job is to kind yeah. of guess estimate that yeah. so the production office knows that you're on track. Yeah. that the production is on track. Yeah. Um, now, how early in the process do you get a script? Do you get to look at it for a while? And kind you of know, break it down? honestly, it really depends. It, depends. it depends on the production. It depends on their budget. Okay. Um, the bigger the budget, the more time you'll have. Okay. You will get. Um, you'll get. 
It's a puppy. Hi. You'll get um, prep. what's called prep or preparation time uh-huh. that you actually get paid for. Okay. Um, and again, the bigger the budget, you may get paid for a week of prep time yeah. or two weeks of prep time, which gives you a lot of time to go over the script. Yeah. Um, and on a much smaller budget things, you may get no prep time. Um, you may get the... Well, no, you okay, may get the so script ahead of time, but no, um, but no they time. They don't pay you to prep your so to prep, prep this. It, it's all on your own. It's all on your own, and there's a lot of a lot of um, uh, there's broad strokes and yeah. then detailed minutia that yeah. you can do for prepping. Yeah. Um, uh, hopefully, one gets the script at least a few days in advance that so that you can nice. read it. It would be nice. It doesn't always happen. Oh, I know. Um, but if you can get it at least a few days in advance and read the script so that you know what's coming, yeah. um, you can speak intelligently even if you don't have all your prep paperwork yeah. with all the details on it that you've yeah. done. So, uh, so yeah, so I noticed that you use a tablet because when I first met you, you were using pen and paper. Yes, pencil and paper. Pencil and paper. Pencil yes. and paper. You don't yeah. want to use pen. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but now you're, you went to a, some sort of uh, electrical A digital paper. system, yeah. yeah. Traditionally, um, and still I think most script supervisors use paper. Our scripts are um, in a binder. Mm-hmm. Um, we have forms that we fill out as we go along. We also make notations in the script itself. Um, on, the, on the script page and then on the facing page, there's more notes, all of which ends up going to the editor so mm-hmm. that they know where to find things mm-hmm. um, and how to put it together. Helps them put it together. We don't yeah. tell them how to put it together. What the director thinks is a better take. Um, and if there was a problem, and, yeah. And we also, we write a description of, of uh, what the camera sees, any camera movements, actors coming and going, yeah. how long the take was. Um, and uh, now in the digital age, uh, script supervisors are starting to use computers to do that instead of carrying around a binder. Um, some people use regular laptops and type on them. Mm-hmm. Some of them use uh, what I use, which is called a tablet PC, which have been around for, I want to say, at least 15, maybe 20 years. Wow. Um, yeah, they've been around a long time. Um, uh, originally, uh, I think, sort of aimed at business um, and people out in the field, mm-hmm. um, because what you can do is it's a it's a small but full laptop. More, I mean, you get more with it even than you get with a uh, netbook. Mm-hmm. Um, the screen twists, and you lay it down. You can lay it down over the keyboard and write on it with a stylus that comes with it. Yeah. Um, also, you're really good for artists because yeah. um, you can do anything with the pen. Yeah. Um, and in the case of the tablet PC, there's a program that comes with it called Windows Journal. It, this is a Windows machine. Uh, Apple does not make a tablet PC. Okay. Uh, you can import any kind of a document into this program called Windows Journal, uh, write on it in that format, and then what we do is we then print it or turn it into a PDF, and we can send it off to people. We can send it to the editorial department. We can send it to the production office. Um, It saves us having to make photocopies at the end of the day. It, it is. It, it's much easier. This and this particular way of doing it, because there, there, there's a couple of programs that have been created strictly for script yeah. supervising. Um, people are doing it, you know, kind of in different ways, using different, um, different programs and stuff. Um, this particular methodology, using the tablet with the journal program, mm-hmm. means that I can do everything exactly the way I always did it on paper, mm-hmm. using my forms that I always used. 
except that it's in the computer and I don't have to be carrying around a binder full of paper and I don't have to be carrying around a bag full of pens and well, pencils can and can send it to anybody so immediately. You scan your page or have it Make it photocopied. Yeah, email. yeah. It's just like, oh, you need it? Two seconds. Yeah, it saves, really that saves a lot of time. And then there's also um, uh, some of the programs uh, will automatically populate stuff with the journal, uh, with the Windows journal program. Mm-hmm. You can actually copy and paste things which um, what we do is there's there's a log that we fill out and then there's the same information goes on the facing page of each yeah. script page yeah, yeah. so you would have to copy it over all the time well now all I have to do is click my little lasso icon <laughs> draw around it say I want to copy it and paste it where it needs to go and it saves so much time I don't see um, why not everybody is I mean are well, they expensive is that as a well there's 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 a few reasons one is the tablet PC itself if you buy it new is can be very can be expensive they they're much less than they were originally um, but you can also do what I did as recommended by another script supervisor which is you figure out what you want on your machine you go to eBay Mm-hmm. And you buy a used one, yep. um, which is what I did, and it I spent a couple hundred dollars on, and it works great. And it works great. It yeah. works great. There's, you know, it's not brand new. It's yeah. got some little, you know, yeah. Mars on it. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but other than that, it, it works great. Um, the other people I know who use them have purchased them new. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, but this has worked well for me, yeah. um, and uh, and I love it. I love it. I uh, I will use paper if if I need to. If yeah. someone else, if I'm filling, sometimes I'm filling in for someone. I did recently. I filled in for somebody, and um, uh, she's paper only, so I I She's use paper. But system, yeah. yeah, but I have also filled in for people who are on computers, either using the same system that I do or a different one, and I can fill in for them as well. Okay. Um, it's great, and I think people. I think people. One of the reasons, uh, just to finish yeah. answering your question from before, I think from talking to people, the main reason I think that people are not doing it is because they are um, they're not computer comfortable, and they and, uh, they yeah, think that it's that, so. and it can be depending again depending on what system you use, it can be very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can take a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be inflexible. Um, Again, the beauty of the tablet PC with the Windows Journal program is you're doing everything exactly the way you always did it with your forms, the way you want so to do it. It's all exactly, and you and it takes if you can if you know how to use uh, basically use a uh, you know a, a word processing program or anything else, write an email. You can learn this program very very quickly. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping people will become a little less That's fearful. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. So I know you, as I mentioned, you work on the deal with mm-hmm. us. Other mm-hmm. projects, have you done uh, web? Have you done TV movies? Um, TV you? movies, commercials, um, I, whatever range. anyone will hire me <laughs> to do. Um, I've done uh, a lot of low-budget, independent um, features, shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked on commercials. I've worked on uh, promotional spots mm-hmm. for, uh, let's say, for uh, Nickelodeon and Dr. Pepper and McDonald's. Do a favorite project that I worked no, on. Oh no! Do you like commercials? Uh, that you know. I I like I like the narrative form. Okay. You know the web series, the TV, the yeah. movies. Um, movies as opposed to TV. Movies. Uh, TV. TV. Um, and and web series a little bit too. But um, TV. You have a lot to shoot in a relatively short amount of time, mm-hmm. so you move very very quickly. Yeah. 
Um, if you're if you're working on an hour long show, which is really 42 minutes, yeah. um, you're basically shooting half of a movie lengthwise yeah. in eight days. Um, and with a movie, uh, you hopefully have five, six, eight. 12 weeks to, to shoot so it's a little more of a leisurely pace yeah. um, but you shoot a lot more and there's more to keep track of which is my job yeah. um, so for me it's really about the project it's okay. about the script, it's about the people because yeah. uh, that's what I interact with the most is yeah. the script and the people yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if the people are nice and the script is good hey, yeah. it's fabulous <laughs> well, I really appreciate you taking the time and chatting with me well thank you so much Kenny All right, we'll talk to you later okay, bye here with one of our crew members, Ed Robinson. He play oh, he plays. He is the caterer <laughs> for the crew. Well, I play with food. That's true. That's right. <laughs> um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So, um, you know, I want to do this whole podcast set with crew members just to show what it takes to make a web series. So let's just do a little bit of background chat you know, on you. Are you an actor? Have you done catering all your life, or is this something new? Yeah, no. Uh, I I came to LA to be an actor, uh, and then uh, I was helping my friends with. The, I was starring in their web series uh, as guest appearances. But then there was a web series I couldn't be in. Uh, it, it was a spinoff of a show I'd already been in, and he he asked me to help out by cooking for for the set. And uh, I didn't know at all what I was doing as far as catering at that point. I was a really good cook. Everybody so liked my food. Chef. I mean, you were a cook. You knew how to cook. I knew how to cook, but I was not really trained in it in any way. I've taken classes since then, and I've I've learned a lot since then but uh yeah so like about four years ago i just I, I i catered one film set and somebody on that set hired me for their web series and then they hired me for their music video and somebody else hired me for their independent film and it's basically my full-time job now except when i'm producing yeah yeah um now what's the name of your company well, it's just my name, Ed Robinson, really. Uh, that's how people can find you if they're looking for a caterer. Yeah, that's where they can find me. Okay. Um so how is it cooking for It's a different skill set, and there's there's, there's two kind of challenges uh, on a film set. Not only do you have to cater for a lot of people, and that just requires, you know, a lot of refrigerator space and a lot of, you know, time cooking. I mean, it takes me about six hours. I basically work the same 12-hour day the crew does by cooking and then going home and cleaning and prepping and shopping for the next day. But um, the second thing is sets... Don't you know the food has to sit for a while? Sometimes the the lunches aren't always exactly at the same time. So, I I I don't like to make some kind of chicken breast that's just going to be dry by the time everybody eats it. So I because you know it sits in a hot box and steams for a while. So most of my food is is specifically food that will will last. Okay. So slow cooked meats, barbecue pulled pork. The hardest time making a big meal and having everything warm at the same. It's it's really hard, and it's even harder when you have to. Exactly. No, won't go bad. Exactly. Okay. So I, the way I cook for set, I cook is, is very different from what I'd cook if I had like a plated dinner for a family. You yeah. know, I because you're totally right. It's not only hard to do it; it's hard to time it out just at home to have everything hot at the same time. It's it's next to impossible when you have to put it all in your car or travel to set. Yeah. And yeah, I, I've I've bought some equipment to help me with that kind of stuff. Yeah. But but yeah, it's still good to have you know braised brisket and pulled pork yeah. and always have a good vegetarian option and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Very cool. Now, uh, how large? What's been the biggest party you've ever done? Uh, a hundred was the biggest party I've ever wow. done. Did you do this solo? Uh, uh, the hundred, I had an assistant. Okay. Uh, so it depends on how many people, whether I and uh, the rate on, as to whether I have an assistant or not. Yeah. I've never had more than one assistant at a time, though. Okay. Wow. And uh, have you done any like, TV movies, or has it always been kind of web series based? Uh, I've done movies. Okay. 
I, I don't know that I've done any, uh, uh, you know, traditional TV. I've done Netflix shows. Okay. I've done actually several Netflix shows. So I've done higher budget stuff. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Um, so why don't we go ahead and promote some stuff? <laughs> you, know, you have a web series, but you say you are a producer. I do, I do. So let's go ahead and get that out there. Sure. Uh, my series is Pairings the Series. Uh, pairings as in food and wine pairings and also romantic pairings. Okay. Uh, and our tagline is nerds, food, and women. Uh, the idea is it's about a really nerdy guy who uh, is a great cook, and when he starts learning that he can cook for the women, he has better luck okay. with the women. We have season one out, about six episodes. We've done really well with, with awards and stuff and uh, festivals, and uh, we're going to try and shoot season two in uh, uh, January. Great. And this is uh, available on YouTube? Yeah, uh, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, Coldcast is where, where Cold. most of our hits have come, but we also are on Blip. Season one, we cast a wide net to just make sure we grab the audience. We might be a bit more exclusive with season two. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And how can they follow you? Twitter, Facebook? Uh, yeah, Twitter, Pairings Ed. Uh, Facebook, you can go to facebook.com backslash pairings series. Um, and I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. You can just go to pairingstheseries.com. One of the things that's neat about our show is, is since it's a group of friends that cook a lot, uh, all the recipes you see anybody cook are on the website. So you okay, can nice. you can go there, and there's also links to my blog that have recipes and other shows. It's called $5feast.com. It's all about budget cooking. Nice. Well, great. I uh, appreciate you stopping my chat. Of course. It was a pleasure. Hey guys, I'm live on the set of My Gimpy Life Season 2, and I, and joining me now are uh, the three uh, indispensable PAs. Uh, PAs are always the, the glue that holds everything together for our production. Um, I have them introduce themselves, so why don't we start to my left? Uh, my name's Mike. Jerry. Maisha. And uh, how did you guys hear about PAing for My Gimpy Life? Uh, I was on the first season, started okay. out on the first season PAing and helping out, and then stayed kind of with that group and then went off and did my own thing and I guess Teal and Gabe remembered me and asked me How to come, come back. back. Cool. I uh, took an improv class with Gabe actually his uh, one-on-one at UCB Okay. and uh, we we were in contact here and there but then like I ran into him after a couple of years of not seeing him and I just said what do you got going on and he told me about this so yeah cool. Yeah I actually uh, recently just graduated from uh, Los Angeles Film School and I uh teacher, Allison, uh, told me about it, because we actually can't work after we graduate, so she said if I wanted to come along, so... Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Now, uh, obviously you guys want to be in the industry. Yeah. What do you all specifically want to do? Because PA is like the stepping stone. If no one knows, it's, it means production assistant, and you pretty much do everything, from picking up trash, to driving people around, to going to get coffee, to yeah. you know, holding lights, and moving things. I mean, you do... Wherever you're needed, wherever a body's needed, the PA does it. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys hope to aspire to be? Hopefully, um, I'm reaching towards a director of photography, DP. Okay. Or just, you know, some position in the camera department, camera op, first AC, second AC. Yeah. Uh, around there, so. Cool. Uh, I want to direct. That's, okay. I want to write and direct is my primary goal, so now I'm just... Trying to get around all the different departments and learn as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Have you done any directing or uh, writing? Just yeah, small, your own you know, personal stuff? Tried, yeah, a few uh, like little commercial competitions here and there yeah. and stuff. And and just always working, trying to come up with some idea that we cool. can, that's manageable. You yeah, know, yeah, I get, yeah. get too big for my pants sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, smart, small. Start, start small and somewhere. Um, how about you? 
Uh, either editing or assistant editing. Okay, so I'm a post-production supervisor. Oh, cool. So I work in TV. I've been in TV for 20 years, so uh, I hire editors and assistant editors. I know how to edit myself. Here I am. There we go. <laughs> you got to make sure you give me a card or a name or yeah, something definitely. so I can keep in. Uh... So have you done any of that? Uh, well, I was a post-production assistant at uh, a facility called GRB. Okay. And uh, it was just really basic, just office stuff. Yeah. But, uh, I haven't gotten to be an assistant editor yet. Do you know Avid? I'm learning it. Okay. Yeah. Because that would be my tip would be definitely go Avid. I know Final Cut Pro is, is big amongst the lower budget stuff, but yeah. Avid is definitely the place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, out of the 20 shows I worked on, one was shot on Final Cut or edited with Final Cut. Everything else was edited with Avid systems. Yeah. So it's good to know that. Yeah, I got lucky because they let me just play around with it for certain stuff. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um, have you guys worked on other productions before? Any other productions? Uh, yes. Um, well, I'm from Detroit, so I worked on uh, features there, like Transformers. Um, we did uh, a short feature called Cast, so low budget. Mm-hmm. So um, Detroit 187, when they were out there filming. And What's the difference they, between a web series and, say, a feature film like Transformers? I mean, obviously well, it's night and day, but yeah. I mean, were you a PA or were yeah, you doing I was a something PA, different? So were yeah. responsibilities different or are they similar? Uh, you're just more of it. It's the same. It's just you're doing this one thing. Like I, I like working on small projects like this because you get to do everything from like helping out the camera department from, you know, uh, like just different <laughs> departments, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, you have more opportunities to actually right. see what everyone else is doing right. rather than yeah, on big rather, pictures where you're yeah, you're the just, driver. And that's all you yeah, do. Yeah, the driver, or you know, just on a lockdown and different, you know, yeah. or just working with background actors and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, what about you guys? Uh, yeah, I've mostly uh, been doing like G and E work uh, around. I've gone on some uh, guy with a pretty good crew. I've been working. I did a key and peel, a couple of key and peel web spots. Like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, just did a, like a Steel Panther music video at that same company. So wow. got to work with uh, like Rob Riggle on the first show he ever like wrote and directed himself. So that was really neat. That's cool. Big fan of his and yeah. everything. Yeah, and he's also a Marine as I was. So that was really cool to something to talk about. Connection. Yeah, and then be able to like meet with him and yeah. talk with him after that we wrapped it. You know, yeah. for a good while, and that was pretty neat experience I would say that's cool now our, is it is our production similar because they don't, don't um, sound huge budget items but yeah they, it's I mean it's really I uh, I can't really speak on the PA on those but just from what I've seen like yeah. working grip side and you know working with those guys it's really it's about the same you know they are always trying to help us wherever they can and mm-hmm. you know they're always doing their thing running errands you yeah know. Yeah. Picking up trash, you know, keeping the water uh, cooler stocked and everything. Yeah, very cool. Not you? as much as these guys. I'm kind of green, but uh, okay. like I've worked on short films and stuff with my friends. Or, yeah, uh, like semi-professional. Yeah, but, uh, you're most, just getting into the field. Yeah, and Gabe was helping with that. And like most recently, I got to work at that post facility, so that was like a good introduction. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. like it. Very cool. All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys uh, stopping by and chatting with me. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I love talking to the crew members just because, yes, the cast are super important, obviously, 
but you know, shows would not be made without crew members, and we have some of the best on My Gimpy Life, so I wanted to uh, let you guys hear from some of them. So, all right, so I think that is going to do it for My Gimpy Life Season 2 companion cast. I may release uh, something here and there if I hear little rumors about Season 3. I may just, you know, if we want to do a Q&A with Teal sometime, go ahead and send me your questions. You can send them to Podcast at gmail.com, and maybe if I get enough of those questions, I will sit down with Teal, and we can go over, uh, do kind of like a Q&A with you guys. So uh, let me know. All right. Until next time, take care, guys. My Gimpy Life Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Are you a fan of the award-winning web series The Guild? Then join us for Knights of the Guild podcast, their official fan podcast. But it's not like your typical fan podcast, as the host Kenny has been working on The Guild since Season 2 and takes his listeners behind the scenes with exclusive interviews, special guest hosts, little-known behind-the-scene facts, and so much more. So come on over to iTunes and download Knights of the Guild podcast, or find us online at knightsoftheguild.com. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com.